Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pal Podcast. It's been a while, it's been some crazy times. I hope you've all been safe and well, and your stores are doing well. Got a good one for you. We have Paul Owens, owns several stores around the Raleigh, North Carolina area, and uh, it's a good one. So let's just jump on into it here. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pal Podcast. It's been a while. Paul, it feels like that month has been a year or the last couple months, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I got Paul Owens here. Paul, why don't you tell us a little about about you, where you're from, and how many stores you got? All right. I am uh, Paul Owens from Raleigh, North Carolina. I uh, have two stores. It was a family business. Uh, sort of grew up in it. I started when I was finishing up high school, so... I went off to college, and uh, we had one store at the time. I was semi-involved. I wouldn't say I was very involved. College was in Raleigh, North Carolina. The store uh, we had was about an hour north. Uh, after college, moved back to help my parents out and realized that my dad and I were the exact same type person and didn't really work well in the same building together, so at that point <laughs> decided to move Back to Raleigh, opened a second store. That was 2014, and they retired in 2015 and haven't been involved since then. So two stores for my own stores for the last five years. How far how far, far apart are they? They're about an hour apart. Um, an hour apart. Six, yeah, 60 miles. So. Do, you, do you live closer to one or the other, or do you live in the middle? Yeah, I live in Raleigh. One store's in uh, Raleigh suburb community, bedroom community, and one's an hour north of Raleigh on a resort lake at the border of North Carolina and Virginia. Okay. Uh, what was your, like, was, did dad have a career before? Like, how did he end up into hardware stores? Um, yes, he works for IBM, which is kind of funny because all the Ace Hardware owners in Raleigh are all ex-IBM people. <laughs> all of them. It's really strange. Um did he, he did was, some did somebody uh, like go 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 over to Ace and like just tell their buddy, hey, you should join Ace? Is that what happened? Yeah, I don't know if Ace had like an open your own business seminar at the local, you know, at the IBM office. I don't know what happened, but uh, there's still a three store um, chain owner that had a prior career at IBM, and then Howie Young, who was the chairman of the board uh, for Ace Hardware in the 2000s, I think, also had a pretty you know a long career at IBM before he went to Ace Hardware. So it's, it's quite strange, but yeah, he worked at IBM and when he was young, I guess his grandfather would take him to the local hardware store in the town. And he always like wanted to own, own, own his hardware store. And mm-hmm. and then, you know, 25 years into IBM decided that he wanted to be his own boss or try something new and do something different and decided to, to retire from IBM and, and open an Ace store. That's awesome. Um, and what did you go to college for? Were, I mean, were you planning on coming back or were you like, eh, you know, this is something um, I can do? I was, I went to college like 08. So I started to look for jobs and internships in 10, 11, 12 when it was really hard to, I, I, I could, I, I'm not going to say I didn't have it in the back of my mind. I went for business. I have a degree mm-hmm. in business management and minor in accounting and entrepreneurship. So obviously I had the right um, quote unquote degree, but I didn't necessarily go into college thinking that I was going to get in the hardware business afterwards. That being said, when I started to look for jobs, as most people know, in 11 and 10, 11, 12, there wasn't a lot out there. And there were there were some opportunities, but I didn't find anything. And my dad and mom were kind of, you know, if you want to come work with us and you like it, you know, you can take it over. And if you, you don't like it, you can go do something else. And you're not going to, you know, it's not like you're going to lose years of your life. You know, run it for, you know, do it for a year and see what you think. And if you like it, we'll retire and, and turn it over. And if you don't like it, then go do something else. So that I ended up, you know, loving it. So here we are. That was eight years ago. So that's great. What, uh, what, being loving it, like, what are some of the things you love about it? Well, 
the flexibility is obviously uh, a huge positive. Um, you know, there I don't know many jobs other than being your own, you know, self-employed or owning your own business where you can have that kind of flexibility that you have. As Listen, a, as I, I, I know we're friends on social media and I see how often you go fishing. So you're enjoying, <laughs> you're enjoying your flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy the flexibility, but you know, there's also, um, you know, I feel like you can make an impact in like with your people, uh, in your community. Um, I mean, we're at our, our store, my stores are in two small communities and, you know, we know the people, we know our customers by, by name. So you, you build relationships and friendships too um, that I don't think you're offered in another you know, nine to five type, type job scenario. Not, not, not as deep of a relationship. Um, but yeah, there, there are so many pros. I mean, the, the con there's, there's not that many cons that I see. I mean, um, I guess you never, you're always working when you own your own business, your work never stops. Uh, maybe, maybe that's the one con that it, you know, Sunday morning at, 7 a.m. when most people aren't thinking about work, you know, you, if you own your own business, you're always thinking about work 24-7 um, because it's just ingrained in your life. But that's also a pro, too. So, you know, it, it's uh, it, also I like it because it was just such a great opportunity. I mean, my parents, um, my parents gave me a great opportunity. So, uh, you know, owning owning your own business, my, my dad said after – spending 25 years in corporate America, he spent his whole, he never had another job after college. He went straight to IBM. He was there the whole time. The uh, corporate America had changed and, and he was noticing that and, and it's only worse now, but the loyalty that existed there at IBM and other companies in the eighties and nineties was, was gone. And they were just, you know, they were replaced uh, executive for, with a 30 year old guy or girl that they could pay half as much money. And they did, it, there were, there were, the loyalty wasn't there. The loyalty on both sides, the employee to the to the company and and vice and the company to the employee. And so, he always said, if you can not try to climb the corporate ladder in America, you'll do yourself a huge favor. Whether it's do a hardware store or be a fishing guide or something, you know, <laughs> any anything else. I mean, I, I know that. From Ace Hardware, looking at the people that we know at Ace Hardware, obviously that is a great organization, and there's loyalty, and and they treat their folks right. I don't think that exists in all big corporations. Correct. So, I agree. So, so I think, you know, from that standpoint, it was a great opportunity that I was handed and, you know, decided to run with it. No, that's good. Yeah, you know, you're kind of touching on it. You're, to me, you know, it just comes down to like relationships, you know, that's what small business is about to me, you know, building those relationships in your towns and, and, and base is small enough. You can have those relationships with the corporate people. Yeah. You, know, you start getting big, real big, and then it makes it really hard. So. Yeah. And the cool yeah. thing about ACE and especially in times of, of COVID, but also, you know, just everyday life in the ACE hardware store, you know, every day you might, it seems like you don't make a big impact, but if you impact one customer mm-hmm. a day, if, you know, like you do something nice for them, you deliver something that you wouldn't normally deliver because it wouldn't fit in their car or, or whatever. You fix their lamp that's broken and you don't, you know, you charge them $2 for the part. The, the, that adds up, you know, yep. those, those, those one time, those one time, you know, personal interactions. If they, ha- if one of those happens every single day, that multiple, you know, that's a lot of people after, after a few years, that's a lot of people that you've impacted and had a positive impact on something. It could be something so small, um, but they remember that. And, and that kind of stuff spreads through the community. Yep, exactly. That's, uh, you know, I've always enjoyed the movie. It's a wonderful life, you know, that Christmas movie. And that's exactly what that is, right? It's like, he's just doing small things here and there and it all adds up and it's like, no, you're doing good things, and you just don't realize yeah. it. And, and uh, yeah. I think small small retailers and uh, Ace in general, uh, that's what we're doing. We're just, you know, Absolutely. we're taking care of who who's been around us. So I think it's great. That's that's at the top of the list is is, is important. You know, things that are important to survive in small business. You know, that that's it. 
personal touch with your customers. Yep, that's exactly right. Okay, what do you not like about it? I have the word hate, but I don't like the word hate. So what do you not like about uh, um, hardware retailing? What's hard? Well, the the you know competition's hard. I, I guess I'm 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 lucky in the fact that one store is in the middle of nowhere. Um, I guess I don't hate competition. I think competition makes you better. But um, you know, just in a, as an example, yesterday, you know, someone's like, "Oh, I can get my propane bottle refilled at BJ's Wholesale down the street for seven ninety nine. I'm thinking seven, you know, eight dollars. That's it was half of what our price was. Right. So maybe you know that, and I and I thought we had a good price. Apparently not. Um, so you know, competition. But that, that's um, you know, that's in any business. So I don't know if that, that's that's not unique to hardware retailing. I mean, mm-hmm. there. The maybe the big one is is what I touched on earlier is that you you can't ever turn it off. Um, you you can't go home Friday at five and mm-hmm. and yep. enjoy the weekend. You're always you're always thinking about your business as a busy, whether you're there or not there, um, especially when you're not there. Um, you, you can't just, you can't just turn it off and go home and, and you, you can get away. That, that That's not what I'm saying. You can get away from it, but uh, it's always, you can never stop thinking about it, you know, because yeah. you're, you're the way your business operates and you know, how your people are treated and how the, your people treat other people that always reflects back on you. So, you're always going to be more concerned and more worried that things are going right um, versus if you just worked at hell at IBM, um, you go home at Friday and not, not all people, but you know, you can turn it off and go back on Monday. Right. Exactly. And, and, and sometimes, you know, there are times after a long week, especially during coronavirus on Friday when it was like, Oh, you know, which there was no weekends off during the last few months. <laughs> Um, it's like, man, I wish I could just go home and throw my feet up on the couch and come back here on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. But the pros drastically outweigh that. Yep. Um, but other than that, I don't, um, I don't know. I mean, I think Ace Hardware does a great job as a company. I mean, they, they, they take a lot of the headache out. There's always headaches, inventory and merchandising and I mean, yeah. that, that's in any business. Anything that's worthwhile doing is going to be, you know, difficult. If it, it was easy, everyone would do it. That's exactly right. So it, it's, not, um, it's not that it's easy, but, you know, that you, you find the right people and um, you can make it, you know, you can have a great life and run a great business and do it all at the same time. Um. What are some of the things you um, you, you think you, your stores do right? Like, what are some things you guys are good at or uh, you're into, I guess? Um, you know, we we don't, like, have these big niche. I mean, we do the niche stuff, the best brands, but we don't um, – we we do core hardware and, and, like, the best brand stuff well. And I, I think it's just personal um, – service i mean we've we've always done service well i mean we've even before ace was delivering you know doing assembly and delivery for free mm-hmm. we've done that for 13 years from day one we've delivered grills i've delivered grills 40 miles away for free i don't charge never never there's not even a skew in my system to charge someone for a grill delivery um and you know during the pandemic i think that only shined more uh, because we were, I mean, I was, the, I was the delivery guy at one of the stores and I would deliver a $5, $5 item. And when the owner of the store pulls up with, you know, three packets of tomato seeds and a bag of potting soil or garden soil, um, you know, that leaves a lasting mark. So we, we do that well. We know a lot of our customers by name. And, and the one store is in, in a suburb community of Raleigh. So we're not talking tiny town here. Right. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people around here. Um, so I think personal, um, you know, customer service and, and, you know, going above and beyond, that's, that's what we do really well. Um, 
we and we we do. I mean, I, I think our strength of ours is we're very in stock. We we have a ton of inventory and and we have very few outs. And so early on, um, we we had a lot of you know with a new store we you never know how many you have to have on the peg hook. Yeah. It took us it took us a few years to like because if you only ever order two and you only ever sell out of two, you don't really know how many you could sell. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think we do that really well now. We have, um, I mean, aside from percentages from ACE, it's high. I don't know what it is. It, it, it used to be high. The last, you know, three months have been tough, but it usually stays really, really high. And so customers, if we have it, they always, they always get what they need because um, we're very, very rarely out of stock on stuff. But yeah, we just, we try to be involved in the community. Um support the local schools, you know, do all the things that every store does well. Right. Yeah. Um, local chamber of commerce, donate to the churches and, you know, anything and everything we can help, we try to help. And we've always done that. And, and the good, it, it, the goodwill that we, the money we spend towards goodwill and, and our uh, donations and stuff like that, it goes 10 times further than a billboard or uh, a postcard or whatever. Uh just it just does it the the return on investment on goodwill is you know incalculable it's it's right. so high yeah and and we've always just run the business like that so what uh what are some things that you guys you think you can do better what are where do you struggle at and maybe it's just you or maybe it's your stores um Merchandising, when you have too much stuff in a store, gets tough. There's definitely areas um, that get overlooked that I'll walk by after not walking by it for a month. And then on the side wall in the back corner, I'm like, wow, this looks like crap. I can't believe, you know, and then I don't do anything about it. Um, so so maybe that. Um, I think communication with my staff. Um you know, as a owner, like Ace Hardware during this has been, I think, done a really good job of just communicating. And, and like these governors, like Governor Cuomo with the, you know, the daily press conference, you know, and he was, you know, I don't know anything about Governor Cuomo, but I know, <laughs> I, I know that his communication was, you know, exceptional during the whole pandemic and still is, I know he's still doing them. Um, so that's definitely something that I personally struggle with. I, I know I could do a better job. I just find that even though it's so important, it shouldn't get pushed down the list, but it yep. does. It does. It, you know, I don't send out frequent, um, you know, emails to the team. I mean, I see the people every day, but you know, we only do a few store meetings a year, we still do store meetings, so I think that's that's good. But just overall communication with with the whole team, I think that's something that I think if you ask my my people, they would probably tell you that we could do better there. I could do better there. Um, but overall, I mean, I think we do a pretty good job. I mean, there's always things we can improve on. Um, we need to improve, you know, just some things, small things that are specific things like we need impulse we haven't done impulse i need to do that again that was supposed to be on the list of before the spring hit and then mother nature had other plans but um overall i think we do a a, a decent job yeah and, and you know think, uh people you know my my managers um your, your people are so important i mean that's that's the key. So the reason we do a good job is because my, my manager at one store, she's been with us for 12 years. And then the second store that I opened in 2014, I have the manager and the assistant manager that were original. They've been here since day, day one. They pick up my slack. So yeah. um, if you don't have those key people, then a lot more than just merchandising and stuff will go to you know, will look bad, but they, um, they run great stores. So it, it, and it, and it shows in the numbers and the way they look and, and everything like that. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, with communication, you know, 
not every leader has to be a, like a great communicator. Obviously, John Van Huyten's a great communicator. Um, I think you can give him a book and he would make it sound awesome, you know, just reading yep. out of it. Uh, but and it is important to be a leader and be able to communicate uh, because you have thoughts and ideas and things have to happen. If you can't get it out, uh, then it's not going to happen. Uh, and definitely one thing I've had to, I've struggled with is to learn how to be a better communicator. And just saying yeah. that, you know, there's a lot of apps and things nowadays that you can, that helps you do that. Do you use anything uh, that you can use, like technology-wise, to help you uh, communicate with your staff? Yeah, we use um, we use WhatsApp. Okay. Um, but we don't use it. I would say it's more used by like management um, to right. just like as a basic basic communication tool, so that everyone's on the same page. Um, I wish. You know the the ideally in a perfect world we would have you know constant some way to we you know do constant communication whether it be Slack or or one of the, these new pieces of technology that I'm not that familiar with where I can you know tell all the teams okay this is what's coming on the truck they shipped us eighteen thousand of this there's a July right. bulletin there's this bulletin there's a show bulletin that way when stuff's showing up you know they're not wondering why there's you know, 48 cans of true fuel or whatever, right? Because obviously that doesn't fit on the shelf. So just a constant flow. So I should do better to that. And then also like bit high level communication as far as like coronavirus and what are our, what are we doing? How's the store doing? What are our new procedures? So day-to-day -day stuff, um, I think we do okay on WhatsApp, but like high level communication to the entire team as far as like saying thank you, I mean, I tell I tell people all the time in the store, but I don't think I say it enough, like to the whole team, you know, how hard everyone's working. Um, and obviously, the last three months have been, you know, not normal circumstances. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's talk. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, so, what? When did you uh, did did your state lockdown, and when did sales just yeah. take off? And what were your like? What were your initial thoughts? Um. State lockdown, uh, the end of March, March the 30th or the 29th. Our county locked down before that because Raleigh is the second most populated county or Wake County uh, besides Charlotte. Those are one and two. So those went into lockdown, I, I can't remember the day, maybe the 20th or the 18th of March, pretty early. Mm -hmm. um, right there in the last 10 days of March. Originally, I have a big, I have a TV in my office and I had CNBC on every day just because I like to pay attention to stuff and the market was down, you know, 10% every day it seemed like. I was very nervous, very nervous. Um, but then it started to get busy. And so that kind of, I guess it lifted, I think the March, March 15th was a Saturday. I think, or, or was it 14th? Um, March 14th was a Saturday. And that's when the first round of companies around here started to, you know, work from home. And uh -huh. so you could see like, man, this is busy. Um, so, you know, by the, at the end of March, it had been busy for two weeks. And so the, all the managers, we were talking like, okay, eventually it's going to lit up. And boy, could, I mean, we were as wrong as you could be wrong. Yep. Um, I think it was pretty much, the, the thing about it, I think early on was it was the weather where you were. You know, North yeah. Carolina had really good weather. So we were busy. Like, we would normally have gotten busy anyway when spring breaks, but then you, you throw this on top of it. So it's just compounded. So we got early. I mean, we got busy real early. Um, and, and, you know, what? Well, it's been three months now, but, you know, it's been great. It, it, it's, it's been great from a business standpoint. I, I say this around hurricanes too. I hope I never see another hurricane. I hope I never see another coronavirus. Right. Yeah, um, I completely it just, agree. It adds a level. Yeah, I love to sell, you know, 50 chainsaws during a hurricane. That's great. But it adds a level of, you know, our people, us and our people, no one signed up for what we've gone through for the last three months. No one you, you don't expect to, I mean, we, I've had people working 20 hours of overtime. Yep. Um, 
And, you know, that, that's not fair to them. And we've hired people, you know, we've hired a lot of people, probably 10 or 15 people, and still have the overtime. So, it, um, but what I noticed is I, early on, I didn't hire anyone. And I, looking back, I should have. We probably started hiring, you know, trying to relieve some of the pressure off of our folks, but also trying to train folks during the middle of all this was extremely difficult too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say it, it got really busy and then it kind of, not flatlined, but it was just, it, it flatlined at very busy and then it it plateaued and, and then the stimulus hit and then it was another, it seemed like another wave of yeah. grills and big stuff. I mean, we've been very lucky. We haven't had, knock on wood, we haven't had any cases um, within our staff okay. or family. Or families. I had a few, a uh, few family members that had been tested, and and nothing has has come back positive. Now North Carolina is one of the states now that's increasing cases pretty pretty rapidly actually. Oh really? Yeah. So we we are uh, one of the like there's like eight or ten states I guess that they're kind of worried about. Texas being on the top of the list. And North Carolina is like right there behind Texas. Um, our cases are going up. Our hospitalizations are at all all time highs every day now. Oh boy. Um, so did you? Yeah. Let's see, did you do anything special for your employees? Um, or have, I guess it's still going on. It's not like this is. Yeah. Happening. Well, yes, we did. So, and I wish I had done this differently. Um, early on, I had wanted to do either a dollar or two dollar whatever you want to call it hazard pay and i didn't i didn't do that instead i did i think it's either been two or three times where i did a five dollar an hour one time um like a one-time bonus i did one in um one at the end of march one at the end of april and i did not do one in may um in hindsight, I should have just done an hour or a dollar an hour bonus or a two dollar and just have it blanketed, say started in March and maybe finish it May thirty first or something like that. Right. But once I did the first one, I didn't want to start you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Especially with this right. situation. <laughs> so it it is what it is. But everyone got over the course of sixty days, um it it actually because it was zero dollar per hour bonus on one check and then five on the other so it ended up working out to about a two dollar and fifty cent um per hour bump which is pretty pretty good yeah Um, and i'm also giving the reason i didn't do one at the end of may is i'm i'm giving all my um full-time people an extra week of vacation paid vacation um they have to use that between june and the end of november and i'm trying to um make them actually take a full week off, you know, not use it for like a sick day here, or a sick day there, but actually a vacation, you know, don't think about Ace Hardware, go home, go to the beach, go to the lake, go to the mountains, whatever you want to do, but actually don't use your days because your kid at kid's sick, use your days for personal time. Right. Relax. Yeah. Relax because the last three months, no one's been able to relax at all. So that's worth, you know, whatever that's worth. I, I think that was uh, well received. Um, so normally we give 10, 10 days, or, or yeah, if you've worked five years or left, we give 10 days, five to 10 years, you get an extra two and a half days. And then when you get to 10 years, uh, you get an extra week. So most people will go from two weeks now to three weeks or two and a half to three and a half weeks. Right. So. That was good. Um, we've done obviously lunches. You know, we've all the busy weekends. We've brought in lunch and Subway and pizza and all the normal things. Um, trying to keep morale up, and 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 it and it has been. I I will say the the good thing from this, and there, there's a lot of not from the virus, obviously, but when you're when you say you normally on a on an, any normal day on average you do five thousand dollars in sales. And for three months straight, you're averaging double that or triple that, right? When you go mm-hmm. back to when you go back to eight thousand, 
everyone thinks it's like dead slow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so it can accelerate, you know, some training and stuff because when you work at such a high level for a week, two weeks, a month, two months, once it goes back to what's semi-normal, which, you know, we're not semi-normal, um, we're still very busy. But yep. because because we're not doing it like, you know, because it's not a thousand customers in a day, it seems like, oh, it's so slow now, which really is not slow. We're still, yep. you know, way ahead of, of June of last year, but because compared to April and May, um, so that's a great thing because people are better equipped. They just feel they were, they obviously had to work really closely as a team during that, during those crazy times, because that's the only way to do it. Uh, if you don't work as a team on those crazy busy days, it's not going to be good. So that's a, one of the big positives that I see from my stores that now people are, you know, when, when, when a busy day feels like a slow day, that's a good thing. Yes. Less frantic. Uh, what are uh, what are some things you've learned through the through the COVID um, that you like? Oh, we could do that better. You know, hard times bring out you know the yeah. flaws in the in the system, uh, uh, a system, and uh, just your store system. What are some flaws or whatever you find found out through yeah. the whole thing? Um, we, we we struggled at at our cash our cash register system is just not good we don't have like i said we don't have impulse it was a, a nightmare so we're going to completely reinvent that with aces impulse program and then just some other stuff that we need to do um there's plenty more flaws in that um <laughs> probably well we we have a lot of in the store i'm in today we have a lot of high school kids Mm -hmm. And it's hard to, and they're good kids, but it's hard to expect them to work because they don't have school. So they can work as many hours as they had time for. I mean, they they don't have it, you know, school was canceled and I guess they, I mean, I guess they went online, but they were basically saying, you know, I can work whatever hours. Mm -hmm. And you can't, you can't rely on 18 year old kids to you know to carry the store for 40 hours a week um on 40 you know, that's just not a feasible option so we need some more just from a personnel standpoint we need some more like older retired folks but that's something small um i mean the the internet you know the kaibo stuff was was difficult i know everyone was 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 struggling with that i don't think that's unique to to my situation um, I mean, we're, I, I think we did good. I think we've done a good job. I mean, I, I, I think my people have worked really hard and, you know, a, a lot of them, especially management has only been taking one, one day off a week. If that weren't the case, it would have been a lot worse. Um, but, and that, that's also a flaw too, because you, you can't, um, you can only work so much, you know, you can only work the human body. You can only work so many days in a row before you're like, you know, I'm done. I'm sick of this. I got to yeah. go do something else. Um, but I'm very proud. I've been very proud of our team since mid-March. I mean, everyone stepped up. We've had, you know, we've had some, some tough days and some angry customers and some, you know, and, uh, but it is what it is. The worst part about pandemics and the, natural disasters is it brings out the worst, the best and the worst in people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's the sad part about it. You mean, see that some of these ACE, things ACE putting out about hardware stories. And I know every store has, you know, a, a feel good story or, or many from, from the last three months. Um, and those are, you know, the ones you want to remember, but then there are people who, you know, we didn't cancel your order. It just didn't show up on the truck, and you're on a custom screen and yell at a 16 year old girl. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they need to, to come out with a with a hardware story where like hard times, you know. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the problem is most most people are good and 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 um, have handled you know understand the situation, and then there's the few that the few but the loud that want to raise a stink and, and that's just being in retail and that you just have to roll with it. Um, but,
but those people, you know, those situations seem to um, mag. Everything seems to magnify. Good people are better. You know, they're even nicer and more uh, um, helpful in their community during bad times. And then angry people are just angrier. Um, Their true, their true colors come out. Exactly right. When the when the pressure is on. Yep. So, but no, we we've. I mean, we have more flaws that I'm not thinking about. We have plenty of flaws, but yeah. overall, I think as a store, we, we've done it. We've done a good job. Good. Uh, we'll try to get out of COVID. I know we we all could talk about COVID forever, yeah. and it's the whole thing. Uh, what are what are some ideas you have for Ace Ace's future? Uh, what have they been doing well um, in your mind, at least? Well, this actually kind of relates to COVID, but but also. Um, to the future, the biggest um, the the biggest learning experience that I've had have had through all this is delivery has to be the future of Ace Hardware. Um, there are people, and there's more of them every day, and 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 situations like this only make that multiply that that only shop with a click that's it yep yep there's a local there's actually an amazon store that's opening in raleigh actually right near my house and i was reading the comments it was earlier this week i was reading the comments on the news article about it and it was it was basically half and half half of the people were it was encouraging to see half the people like no i don't want to shop at amazon i want to shop local and like well that's great to see you know i love you love to see that the other half were great all I ever do is shop at Amazon. Not sure why they're opening a store because that doesn't really make sense, but I only buy stuff on the internet. And so as my generation, you know, our generation, you know, thir- millennials and what is it, Gen Gen X or yeah. four millennials? Yeah. 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 As those people are the biggest spenders in our economy – which I think Gen X is probably close to passing the boomers. Millennials will be right there to follow. That gener- those generations and the ones coming behind them, that's what they want. And everyone knows that. Like That's not an unknown thing. However, I think there's a huge opportunity. Lowe's and Depot will be quick- quickly headed to next day or same day delivery and it's going to roll it's going to take a long time to roll out and it's going to be a disaster because those companies are too big to do that mm-hmm. and i think that ace hardware and we've all we, i mean john v and ace has been pushing this for years but it's only more true now um i bought another cargo van two weeks ago and i want to build out an infrastructure to have um a truck on the road every single day um, I mean, I want to be doing 10, 20, 30, 40 deliveries every single day. Uh, be awesome. because, yeah, it would be. And, and I think that we have an opportunity to, you know, I don't know if you have, you have Depot and Lowe's in your market, Blake? Uh, not, not in, in my Close market. They're in, they're in Nebraska. We have a Menards at one of my store. Uh, which gotcha. you don't want Menards. Uh, yeah, Menards yeah. are no fun. Anyways. Yeah. The, there's a huge opportunity there. I mean, I really, I mean, during the heat of it, like say April, most of April, we were probably doing 10 to, you know, maybe 15 deliveries a day. That's like, you know, ranging from small stuff to a grill, you know, from a $10 item to, you know, a thousand dollar Weber. But I, I really believe that there is, um, a big opportunity to get new customers. I think we got to work on .com. Uh, com has got to get better. Everyone knows that. I think they're working on that. Our our delivery and Kaibo and all this infrastructure has to has to get better. But we're new. You know, we're as a company, we're new to this. So you can only get better by trial and error and, and learning from mistakes. But that is my that has been my biggest takeaway that if 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 Ace can really really push the delivery if everyone can get on board, um, which is never going to happen, but if most people can get on board, and Ace yep. can really really push delivery 
same day. Order by 12, we'll bring it to you. Um, that is a huge, a, a massive opportunity. Yeah, um, what, what, do, what do they say that an A store is within 75% of every household in the U.S., something like that? I yeah, yeah. I think it's higher than that. I think it's higher yeah. than that. Um, within 15, there's an A store within 15 minutes of at least yeah. 75 or 80% of every house in the U.S. That's such a, um, like, an Amazon cannot compete with that. <laughs> no, and they can't, and they never will. And, and, Lowe's, and, and, and Lowe's and Depot um, might be able to. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to underestimate them yeah. because they have billions of dollars, and you can do a lot when you ha- can throw billions of dollars at, at a certain thing. Yeah. But I, I have seen in, 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 in just in this store and our community, which is maybe 10,000 rooftops, we could crush Amazon and Lowe's and Depot. And we, and we have crush meaning, I mean, they're still, I mean, they they crush us, but as far as in the delivery space, I mean, I'm driving an Ace Hardware truck all around town every day. Um, and if that became, a, if, if, if my community came to know us as if you order something from them by 12, they'll have it to you by six. And everyone in the town knew that because of the way I advertised and the way Ace advertised and the system was set up to facilitate that kind of volume. It would be, it would be a huge, I mean, we're talking growth, a massive, massive growth opportunity. Um, the problem is how do we get the people who aren't on board on board because, or how do we get Ace to just say, you know what, this is this is our future. This this is what our future has to look like, and they know that. Yeah. They know That's that. That's the beauty of the co-op, right? Yeah. You know, we can't make anybody do anything. Uh, yeah. Really. So that that has been, um, you know, from a distribution standpoint, you know, what, I, what are you going to blame Ace for low fill rates? Of course not. I mean, I think they've done a they've done a great job. Um, all things considered, as far as when, you know, back to your question on the future of ACE, I think on, on an everyday basis, ACE does a great job with advertising, um, with, with supply chain and product, you know, price, you know, 98% of the time that they, they do a great job on everything. I think the future, we have to move to this, this system where every every A store has a cargo van or a box truck or some some form of delivery vehicle mm-hmm. and it's and it's on the road. And obviously the more rural areas it may not more rural, less competition, it's not as important, right? Correct. Um it's not as important at my store that's thirty miles away from Lowe's. It's just not because competition's not there. But in Raleigh and in all these other metro markets or suburb markets, uh, we're we're headed we're we're quickly headed to a place where Lowe's and Depot are going to be delivering ten bags of potting Miracle Grow potting soil, and we should be we should be beating them to that. Ace yep. should be known as the company that will deliver Miracle Grow for free if you live within five miles and not Lowe's. Uh, because that is that's huge. That would be a huge dollars customer, you know, new customers, huge n- new dollars to the store that are not there right now. So that's, um, that's probably my biggest thing for Ace for the future of Ace. You were you were ready for that question. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just you you mentioned earlier you talked about advertising. What a you know, advertising nowadays is just so broad, such a broad yeah. thing. So pe- eyes are all over the place in different places, much different than it used to be. Uh, yep. Where are you, like, where are you spending your advertising dollars? Um, we don't do any mailed, uh, mailed circulars. We stopped that a few years ago. Um, I, I do a little, I, I think Facebook during the pandemic during the, the real heart of it in, in April, I was running an ad on Facebook um, with the mm-hmm. ACE um, back to this delivery thing. 
you know, stay at home, don't go out, keep your, you know, keep your family safe, we'll bring it to you type. That was the wording of the ad with the the We Deliver Ace truck, which our truck looks pretty similar to that. And that had so much impact that I actually had to take the, the ad down or pause it because <laughs> because we couldn't keep up. We couldn't keep up. And um, because people are ordering mulch and straw and stuff that's not on eastharbor.com. So oh, right. yeah. you know the phone, like everyone, the phone was just ringing off the hook, and and like we had to, we were still doing deliveries. I just had to pull the ad down to just try to relieve the pressure a little bit. Yeah. Um, we do uh, a fair amount local magazines that just um, you know a position, you know a, a top of mind kind of ads. Yep. Um. Top. I think I still think Ace Rewards is probably in our butt. If I was to pull up our P and L, that Ace Rewards would be the biggest under the advertising would be would be Ace Rewards followed by brand assessment. So we're not spending tens of thousands of dollars on newspaper ads and. So you're not you're not sending a bunch of flyers out that kind of stuff. No, no, we're not. Yeah. Um, I I I was kind of late in my market. I kind of was one of the last. A lot of my my local multi store chains around us they gave it up a year or two before I did. I yeah, used yeah. M, I used M Spark um, to do a monthly a monthly mailer and was spending about probably about two thousand bucks a month. Now that's both stores, so about a thousand bucks a store per month on those. And and they had good response, but it it, it just wasn't driving the traffic. It wasn't. Yeah. It, it, it I, I took it down. You know, I stopped doing them, and Nothing there was changed. no there was no sales impact. Yeah. So that kind of tells you right there that it's not worthwhile. I think that going forward, my strategy for advertising is on big events, do um, like a grilling event or a you know big green egg days or something like that. I think you're smart to put some money towards paper advertising or traditional advertising methods. But the bulk of advertising spend that I'm going to do is going to be top of mind type stuff on the internet and and maybe a limited amount of like local magazines and stuff like that. But most of it, I mean, I think this ACE local listing is a huge, uh, is going to be really, really good. It has been for us. I think I got my report yesterday and like there's 1,100 uh, visits. I don't know how they calculate that. I know they do some weird stuff on your phone. But 1,100 visits from the from the ads in one month. Yeah, that's good. That's huge. Um, yeah. Now, even if that's off by a, even if that's twice as much, even if that's inflated by 2x, you know, I, I think my budget was 500 bucks, so that takes it down to 550 people. Well, that's a mm-hmm. buck a person. I'll happily pay a dollar for a new customer. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're searching Ace Hardware. You probably, uh, I mean, maybe you're searching a specific item, but we're in a small community, in a smaller community. Most people know we're here. So I have to imagine that some of those are people that are, are new customers that went to Lowe's. And, and, and the big big thing that I think a big winner of ACE in metro areas, and, and I know suburb or rural areas are not seeing this, there was lines, and there still is lines to get into Lowe's. Oh, yeah. So that's a huge help to ACE. So if you're standing in line in Lowe's and it's 97 degrees out like it is today in North Carolina, how long are you going to stand there? Not very long. So if they're searching Ace and I'm paying a buck for uh, to local lift, that's a pretty uh, that's a probably good one of my best ROIs on advertising dollars that I know of. Yeah, and that's it. We're in the infancy stage of of Ace local lift. Yeah, I know. Um, I think it, it can only, it will only get better from here. So that that's kind of where I see advertising. I think traditional traditional is is going away slowly, and it's sad. Uh, I had a really good local newspaper here that we used to take a full page ad out on the back. It was only seven hundred fifty bucks for the month, um, or what was it? It was a week. So we didn't pay. We didn't do it every week. But if we had a big event, you know, seven hundred fifty bucks for the whole back page of the newspaper. If we're doing a big grilling event, that was a pretty good pretty good deal and everyone saw it everyone in the whole town saw that newspaper and they you know they didn't survive so 
Yeah, I know the last time I uh last time I looked at the local newspaper, which is kinda of sad, but <laughs> Yeah. Um it's Go ahead. Dying medium. Yep, exactly. All right. Let's uh let's talk a little more here. Uh more stores, again, more stores in the future. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. It's on the list. Okay. It's on the list. Uh, um it, it's definitely on the list. Uh, there was there was an opportunity that is still on the table, but it's uh well, it's a three store three store opportunity. So that's that's going from two to five is a huge jump yeah, that I don't know, I don't know if I'm ready for. But the good yeah. news is the good news is, and you 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 probably remember this when Brett when we were in um, Colorado for the PAL Summit, Brett Stevenson the chairman of the board said, you know, like mm-hmm. Raleigh, you know, jokingly said, Raleigh needs like 12 new A stores. There you go. And, and uh, you know, everyone was over there looking at me. So there are <laughs> some, uh, there, I know Westlake, you know, Westlake's going to be opening some stores in the market. Uh, mm. I, I like that because they bring advertising dollars. They bring radio commercials. They bring brand awareness. As long as they don't build one down the street from me, which could be, could happen, which, you know, we may have some problems there, but we'll see about that. Um, but yeah, I, I have, there's, there's, there is a movement in Raleigh for Westlake and the local owners to put a lot to, you know, Ace wants more stores here. There's a, there's a, it's a growing market. So I hope I can, uh, I hope I can do it. I don't know. I'm, I'm working on, I'm working on a, on some, on one right now. And, and it's, it's a very, um, it's a, it's a ground up. It's a, uh, the building's not, the land's not even cleared, cleared yet. It's a new development. So hopefully, hopefully we can make a deal there and that'll go from two to three. That's better than two to five. Yeah, exactly. It's well, better you, know, and worse. you don't, you don't have kids yet, Paul, but you know, I when do. you go from one to two and two to three, it's, you know, once you go three or more, it's all the same, but, uh, you yeah. know, the first three years, like everything's crazy. Yeah, and the problem was the proximity is the two now are, are Raleigh, North Raleigh suburb, and then north of Raleigh, and the other ones were in other directions. So, you know, at some point when you go from two to five, the biggest fear was was you have to just take your hands off of some things. I still do the orders. I'm the only one that does the orders at both stores because I want yeah. to, and I feel like that's the owner has to have his pulse on the cash flow and everything that's going on. The only the owner knows when the Weber bill is coming up and when the Scott's bill is coming up. And so the order is the way to, um, you know, where you can actually have your hand on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't do an order. One person can't do the order for five stores twice a week. Nope. Just, <laughs> I could. I could do 10 orders in a week, but I couldn't do anything else. Yeah, that's all you'd be um, doing, and it's not worth your time. Yeah, and there's other stuff that I need would need to be doing. So yep. I I am personally – and that's the other thing. I don't want – I think young business owners, second-generation business owners, they get in a rush. At least I, I have those tendencies. And the, I don't want to try to rush – like I don't want to go from one to two and then two to five and six and seven, you know, I'm young. I should, I want to take it slow yep. and let the opportunities present themselves, have time to think about it and and not think about it for a month. I mean, the, the, this opportunity has been on the table for like eight months and it, and it's not going anywhere. And that's the good thing about it is, is I think the, the three store opportunity will remain on the table until I'm ready to do it, which is a, I'm very lucky about it. I'm very lucky for that. That's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully store three by maybe what it's already halfway through 2020. So it won't be in 2020 cause there's no dirt move. So maybe 2021. Awesome. Yeah. There's a whole thing, you know, uh, just scaling up basically what it is, you know, you start learning, figuring out, you know, how to go from one to two and then you're going to start building all that background, uh, infrastructure, uh, in your business. Um, which yep. is hard to do sometimes. And you got once you go from two to three, which I've done, you know, you just got to learn how to let go on doing things. And sure. now you manage, you manage the managers and um, just make sure yeah. you know, it comes back to that communication we talked about getting 
what your thoughts are and what we need to get done and making sure that it's all happening. It's, it's, you know, it's a whole thing. And uh, yeah. I think, yeah. you're, I think you're right. You know, you go, go slowly is the way to do it. Uh, try to figure it out as you go. Yeah. And you know, money's cheap. So it's like some people, you know, I have smart people who are really, you know, way smarter than I am. Like, Oh, money's cheap, Paul. You need to be borrowing as much as you can. You know, <laughs> if this pandemic is not a lesson in, if you bite off, if, if you play yep. with fire, you might not get burned every time, but you will get burned. Yeah, don't um, don't overextend yourself. Yeah. yeah, when you have some of the biggest companies in the world, one week into this, couldn't pay their bills. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, my best my best friend and his wife both both work for Marriott. They were gone. They were laid off like March the 18th. And, and I mean, this is a Fortune 500 company. Right. Um, and yeah, hotels have been just destroyed and it's not their fault. I get it. But when you have so much debt, um, when your debt payments are $100 million to $500 million a month and all of a sudden you don't have any hotel reservations, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. And so that's the thing. It's, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to move too fast. What did Buffett say? When the tide goes out, those who you get, you know, get caught or skinny dippers get caught or something along those lines. I don't want to get caught skinny <laughs> dipping when the tide goes out. Right. So I'm going to move, I'm going to try to go slow, which is, you know, I, I have some impulsive tendencies, so I'm going to just try to, I fight those that's off. Yep. My wife helps me fight those off. And hopefully just go slow and, and, um, you know, not get in a rush and open it when it's the right time, it'll be the right time. Yep. Okay. Let's, uh, start wrapping it up. We, I got to ask a couple questions though. Uh, okay. what's your best, what's your best, uh, you know, customer story, your funniest one. Got any good customer stories? Oh, um, craziest. Can you chase anybody out to the store with a rubber no, mallet? No, I haven't. Like, I haven't. Uh, like, no. Pull it uh, <laughs> go, go to your next question, and I'll think, and we can circle back to it. Okay. I was going to ask, what, what you know, what's some passion outside of the store? What else What keeps you going uh, outside of the store? Um, as you mentioned earlier, I like to fish. My boat, this was another saving grace. My boat, I blew the motor on my boat in early March. And so I couldn't even go fishing, even if I wanted, even if I had the time to leave work, which I wouldn't, which I didn't have the time, I couldn't go fishing because my motor wasn't working. So that was like, God was telling me, keep your butt at the store. I'm going <laughs> to blow your motor on your boat so you can't go fishing. So my, my boat is now fixed now that we, we are, uh, you know, things are slowing down a little bit. Um, but fishing is, is a, is a passion. Um, I like anything outdoors. I like to hunt. Uh, I like to play golf. Um, you know, the normal stuff. I like to, yeah. go to you know, that my, my, my family has a house on the the lake where we have a store. We have a, a house there and that's where my parents live and, you know, spending time there. But then my mom, my mom had a stroke last year. So honestly, uh, spending time with her is, um, one of my favorite things to do because and the good and the good thing about that too is she's actually they're actually moving back to about a mile from the store where I'm sitting now. So I'll be able to okay. see her I'll be able to see her every day. Which will be okay. which will be good because she keeps me she keeps my head on straight and keeps me grounded and you know, once something like that happens you you gotta uh yeah. be grateful for all your days that you get to, you know, spend together. So yeah, that's that's what I do outside of work. Good. Okay, you come um, up with a story, uh, story? Uh, if you can, it's okay. I mean, I'm I can't believe I'm blanking on this one. Um, It'll come to you later. <laughs> I mean, we've Watch had it. in the la in the last three months. I mean, I've had people run their oh, okay, yeah. I now this, this just came to me. This is the craziest thing we've had. Um, April the twenty sixth, I had an employee run over in the parking lot. What? By a 12-year-old that jumped in the front seat of the car while mom was shopping in the store. Gosh. Is the employee okay? I would the employee assume. is okay. That's why I will tell the story. The employee was okay. From, 
the it was a miracle but we have a live goods manager here at this store we we only do uh, plants and flowers here um and it was april 26th it was sunday it was busy there was probably 15 customers out there browsing plants and maureen is her name she was out front watering some rose bushes at the front um outside of the gate because at that time of the year we're overflowing the gate so we had to put some of the stuff you know, just in the parking lot. Well, it's in front of yep. the store, but it's on the asphalt. A mo- the mom parks the car. It's a like a brand new Dodge Charger. So this is not a slow car, which is is relevant to the story. Um, <laughs> she walks in the store, and we have all this on camera footage. A uh, 12-year-old that was in the back seat jumps in the driver's seat, puts the car in drive. You can see the car start to roll forward. It's heading right towards Maureen, and when he went to hit, because he's a 12-year-old and he doesn't know how to drive, he went to hit the brake when he got nervous, and he hit the gas, and the car lunged into Maureen. And her legs were pinned under the front bumper, and she's a small lady, and somehow she didn't have a broken bone. Wow. She um, was barely bruised. She was back at work a week later. That's nuts. Oh, so Holy so yeah, God. that was that was. Um, we've had some other crazy stories, but that as as far as recent ones that I can think of, that takes the cake. I mean, we had, it was you know, the height of the pandemic. I had three um, uh, fire trucks, ambulances, cop cars, all parked in front of the store. <laughs> and here, which is not what you want during the uh, no. pandemic. And then the craziest thing, too, is all the other customers, well, it's a, it's a miracle that, you know, it would have been really, really bad if, you know, anyone right. else, if one person or, but she, that per, the kid could have easily hit like six customers. Right, um, yeah. I mean, there, were, there was just, it just happened to be that the path that he put the car on, there was only one person, because if he had gone 10 feet to the right, there would have been about four or five more people that he would have possibly hit. Um but all the other customers just kept shopping. Like after they pulled, like the police showed up and she was out from under the car there. I mean, all these cop cars and ambulances were right around all the flowers and everyone's just pushing their buggy and their carts around, picking up flowers. Like nothing happened at all. And, and that word is out there. Like, what are you people doing? Someone just got ran over. Um, so yeah, that was crazy. That was like a month and a half ago. So that probably, I hope that's the craziest thing I have that happens this yeah, year. Yeah, that is crazy. I'm glad she didn't get hurt. That's uh, no, she. That's a, she we're we're lucky. She's lucky, and we're very. Everyone's lucky that that it could have been really bad. It really could have been very bad if if uh, I mean she could have gotten fully pinned under the car, and I I just don't know how long you can go. Right. If the car's sitting on top of you, how long can you can you be under it before it it's going to be a really really bad situation? Yeah. So, so that's All probably right, my well, story. That's a good story. Uh, <laughs> turned out, it turned out good. It it, it, yeah. it turned out well. That's the only that's yeah, the only exactly. reason I can tell it. It's a scary story that turned out turned yes. out good. Yes. Um, anything you want to say or leave us with as we end this? No, I um, I uh, hope more pal. You know, hope more pal members will do the pal pod and grow this and do a a cool thing, whether it be monthly yeah. or or quarterly well, yeah, or whatever I'm, it is. I'm supposed to ask you who we should interview next. Who who would you suggest? Well, who do you want to hear? Hmm. Well, here here's one. Here, I think we should do um, other people besides pal retailers, like mm-hmm. people on the executive team. I think we see them at the shows and we see them at the summits. But I think chatting with Andy or John or John, you know, John V or Serene or any or Brian, any of those guys or gals for an hour about these kind of topics would be really interesting. And I think a lot of people would turn into just one on one. Yep. Um, not in the format they do it on AceNet, where it's kind of this like brand live type round robin type thing. I think that would be cool. As far as from a retailer. Um, has Preston been on? He has. Preston's been on, yep. 
Yeah. Um, what about, uh, what is it, Matt in Brooklyn? Matt Mazzoni, uh, yeah. he has been on as well. Come on, you need to listen to the Pal Podcast more. <laughs> I have. Yeah, Matt Mazzoni's good. Matt Mazzoni. When was he on? I haven't listened to him. He was like, uh, was he number two or number one? I can't remember. I'm number one. Looking. I don't think I listened to the first one, but I've listened, you know, I knew Preston as soon as I said it. He's already been on. Um, so Matt Mazzoni was number, well, after Ryan and I interviewed each other, Matt Mazzoni was the, the third one. And then Preston okay. was one, two, three, four, five, six. It's well, okay if you don't give. <laughs> I can't give you something then. Um, there are, I'm sure there are plenty of people that I don't know that are do really awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I can't give you a name. But I, I no, would love. No to worry. See, I, I would love to see uh, it be other retailers. Obviously, more retailers, but also people at Ace that could talk about like a topic-specific thing, whether it's Brian merchandising or Lori supply chain for an hour of just about. Um, their interest. I mean, get away from Ace and what they do and who they are and um, you know what they what they see as the future of Ace and the company. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, human humanize them a little bit too because we just sometimes yeah. we just see we just see them you know on our screen from you know sitting around their table talking to us and, and it's good but you know sometimes we need to yeah uh, we see them on AceNet articles and in the big you know the show and the on the big stage but you know that it's hard to get to know someone in that. That setting, it's impossible to get to know someone in that setting. So, yeah, but all of them are Sounds just good. like us. So, yeah, they have stories right. to tell. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. I appreciate your your friendship and um, yep. taking time to to talk with me. Thank you for the opportunity. I've enjoyed it. Yep. Talk to you later. See you, man. Bye. See you. Bye.